Alrighty, welcome back. The Runner Shuffled podcast is back. I'm your host, Gerard, and man, it's been a while. Uh, season two of the Runner Shuffled podcast, I guess we could say um, I, season one kind of just fizzled out. Uh, I, I wasn't really keeping up on the amount of research I had to do for those topics. And uh, yeah, it was just, it, I don't know. I have the problem of when I get into something, I, I give it 100%. And if I'm giving it less than 100%, then I kind of give up on it. But, uh, you know, it's something I need to work on. But, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll give it another shot for season two. And, uh, yeah, we're going to do some different topics here. And I think we're going to change this podcast around the format of this podcast and the main focus of this podcast. And it's going to now be more about training, you know, training methods in, in, in the sport of running, uh, you know, training tips, things to focus on in your training, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Basically what it comes down to is that I want to be a running coach one day, whether that be collegiately at the high school level or as a private coach, uh, somebody that, somebody that, uh, you know, people will hire as a post-collegiate coach. So yeah, that, that's something that I want to do with my life. And, uh, Training is something that I have a lot of interest in, just different training tactics, how to get scientific with it, and how to simple it down so that everybody can understand. And it's something that I feel really passionate about. So at some point in my life, I want to train athletes, and I want to help them accomplish their goals. Because I think that um, you know, not only is running about training, not only do you need to do the right workouts and the right exercises to run fast, but it's also just it's it's about motivation it's about finding how to like convince yourself to run fast uh you know you, you could train you could be one of the best trained athletes in the world but if it comes to race day and you can't figure it out and you you just something's not clicking you're not going to compete well you're not going to be able to beat the person in front of you and uh you know whether that be nerves or confidence or you know race tactics nutrition, whatever it may be, at the end of the day, uh, training and coaching comes down to more than just, uh, you know, how, how you're, what workouts you're doing on the track. So, uh, yeah, th- th- moving forward, the running shuffle, runner shuffle podcast will be more about, uh, training tips, running tips, mindset tips, all, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, each episode will generally have a different uh, topic to focus on. So uh, for today's episode, you know, we're just going to get into a little bit of an introduction about how my life has been going and what's going on in, uh, you know, my training and everything. I think that's a good place to start to just base things off of my experience as a runner. So currently I am training in Flagstaff, Arizona, kind of made a lifetime bucket list Uh, goal come true this summer I had some money saved up I had some free time and I decided to spend two months across the country in Flagstaff Arizona I'm originally from New York but uh, at the beginning of June I packed up my car and I drove all the way out here to Flagstaff so uh, first of all the drive was amazing the drive was a bucket list thing in itself I it was it was an unforgettable experience driving across the country um, 
I took about a week to get out here. I wanted to take my time so that I still had time in the morning and the afternoon to get my runs in. Um, you know, my whole day wasn't focused around just driving. I wanted to really experience the entire country in a way. So definitely got to accomplish that. But yeah, since being here, it's been a lot of a lot of fun, very challenging. The altitude has been an adjustment for sure. The atmosphere of uh, you know just the the town and everything. It's it's a very different environment from what I'm used to in Long Island, New York. And uh, you know it's a small town out here, and uh, I don't know anybody here. I came here by myself, and I needed to find other people to run with, other people to uh, socialize with, and it's definitely been a you know a pretty big shock to the system mentally. I, I uh, definitely you know I was expecting kind of a culture shock, but you know it took uh, you know a good two three weeks to kind of get settled, uh, and and I would say that by now I'm pretty settled. I found a good group of people that I I run with. Uh, you know most days I get to run with somebody now. I I've been you know finding where the group runs are been you know hanging out with people at you know bars and group runs and parties and such uh you know trying to have some fun with the summer too it's not all about training that's really not why i came out here either it was training i i wanted to just come out here just to you know experience experience uh a new place experience a new environment experience a new culture and uh yeah push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit so so far, I've done that, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, but like we said, uh, this podcast is going to be now about, about training, so less about the, the lifestyle that I'm living and more about the training. So, uh, yeah, diving into altitude training for uh, my summer training stint was definitely uh, something that I needed to be patient with. I think that anybody going into summer training always needs to have a patient approach at first, and especially if you're going into altitude. Uh, the first few weeks, and even still, this is now week number five of me being here. Or actually, no, actually, as of today, I've been here for exactly one month. I got here on June 7th, and it's now July 7th. Uh, but yeah, patience has been the one thing that I've been just preaching to myself over and over again, is just stay patient. Do almost a little bit less than you think you need. I tend to be somebody who overtrains kind of frequently. Uh, you know, if I'm if I'm running into a bit of fatigue, accumulating a bit of fatigue over time, uh, I I always just make the excuse of oh it's okay. You know, you're supposed to be tired this week. It'll it'll go away next week. But the fact is that it's it's not going to go away on its own. Uh, if you're if you're accumulating fatigue, if you're feeling bad one day and then you just run through it entirely, you ignore the fatigue, and then the next day you're feeling bad again, and you just keep on doing that over and over again, it's going to catch up to you. And I've really been trying to avoid that at all costs because the last thing I want is to go back to New York in August and you know be running slower tempos than I was before I got here. That's not what I want to be doing. I want to. I want to gain the fitness that I'm, uh, you know, running to to uh, accomplish. And you know, when you, when you think about it, training is simply you run, 
you put your body through a certain level of fatigue, a certain level of stimulation, you know, whether that be if you're doing a long run, then you're stimulating uh, an aspect of your endurance where you're, you're burning carbs, you're burning fat. Um, basically, you're, you're training those, that aspect of your endurance to, uh, you know, you, by activating that system of your endurance, you're creating a, a stimulus for, you know, your body then needs to replenish those carbs, replenish that fat, figure out what happened in that moment, and then when your body recovers from that, it, it comes back better. You know, it's not simply tear down muscles and repair them. Uh, there's a lot that goes into that, but um, that's the point of training is it's not, you don't just go run and then you come back fitter than before. You need to go run, s stretch, roll out, you know, take it easy after, drink water, go to bed early, you know, take it easy for a few days. And then after a few days of your body sorting itself out, the goal is that your body will have figured out how to create a stronger version of itself um, from the information it got from the run that you did a few days ago. So uh, you always have to be thinking a few days in advance um, and a few days behind really in training. Um, for example, I I'm actually currently experiencing my first bit of the sense of overtraining since I got here. Uh, this past weekend was the 4th of July, uh, and Saturday there was a race in Flagstaff. It was a one-mile race. It was an early race in the morning, so uh, woke up real early, didn't get a ton of sleep Friday night, woke up real early, did a nice long warm-up, raced a mile, and ran 432 on the road at 7,000 feet of elevation. So. Um, and the course was pretty tricky, a lot of turns and a lot of a uh, couple little rolling hills. And then, uh, you know, got a nice long cool down in. And then after that, uh, you know, I, I went and got some beers, kind of had a little bit of fun that day. Uh, I got a decent amount of sleep Saturday night. And then Sunday, woke up, I went for a long run, 16 and a half miles, which was a bit longer than I wanted to go. And then pretty much came back to my apartment, eat breakfast, and then about a half hour later, I went and I did a beer mile, and I was kind of drinking and celebrating the 4th of July after that, and uh, you know, j just total transparency with, with my uh, training and lifestyle there, it, it definitely added up, and my body wasn't able to recover from the race as well, my body wasn't able to recover from the long run as well, and now here I am, it's a Wednesday, and yeah, today I had a workout. It just, it did not go well. I was feeling a bit clammy this morning before my run, a little little under the weather, and I really do think it's just, I am a bit overtrained right now, and it's not because I'm training too hard. It's, that that's my point here. It's, it's not that I'm training too hard, it's that I'm not recovering well enough. So if, if you know, I, I think I'm training pretty hard right now. It's, it's good to be training hard, but if I'm gonna be doing that, I also need to be re recovering well. Uh, you know, focusing on my sleep, focusing on my diet, drinking a lot of water all the time. Uh, these are all really important things so that when you do put in a really good session, a really good long run, a really good race, a really good workout, that you're able to bounce back for a few days later, a week later, and feel stronger than you were before. Um, I'm not saying that I regret my 4th of July weekend. I had a lot of fun this past weekend. 
uh, it's good to have fun uh, in, in your life and, and not just make everything about training. But at the same time, uh, you know, it was a holiday too. Uh, got to embrace the holidays, got to celebrate the 4th. But um, at the same time, you know, if you're going to be an athlete, you're going to live the lifestyle of an athlete, you got to fully commit and you got to, uh, you know, do it all the way through and make sure you get in bed early, get in a good diet, get in a good amount of sleep, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, because that is, that's the tough stuff where champions are made. Um, as cliche as it sounds, that's just what it comes down to. So um, some food, for, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> some food for thought there for those of you currently entering uh you know some of the harder weeks of your summer training and uh yeah it's 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 a long summer it's you know always supposed to be uh hey all right so backtrack there to quote peter chic uh coach pete chic of smithtown cross country he's been saying a few times in our group chat i'm still a member of the group chat for uh smithtown cross country uh, go Bulls. Um, Pete Coach Sheik has been saying fall championships are won in July and August. Just just a simple quote um, that's meant to remind his athletes that you could show up in September and start training and you could show up in the first couple meets and, and try to figure it out from there. But, you know, it, if you're only starting your training there, that then... Uh, you know, it's, you don't have the base, the base, the base happens in, in July and August. And, uh, I think that, that, uh, brings me to my next point of, of, uh, I wrote a little quote here. Don't overdo it, but also do overdo it. Uh, the summer is about pushing yourself pretty hard. The summer is about finding where your limits are. Uh, you know, during the season, you definitely don't want to be doing too much mileage. You want to do you want a, cons- a consistent amount of mileage during the season, but you don't want to be doing too much that you can't uh, handle. But over the summer, you know, if if you're doing a little too much, now's the time to find out what is too much. It's it's a time where you can experiment with your training a little bit. Um, you know, it's a time where you have if if you're a student, you know, you have more time to recover, you have more time to sleep. And you have more time to, uh, you know, focus on just running. You're not focusing on school right now. You're also, you're, you're just focusing on running. If you do have a summer job, then, uh, you know, obviously there is still a way to get a good amount of recovery and a good amount of sleep in if you're, if you're working a lot over the summer. But uh, if you're not and you're just waiting for school to come around, then now is a good time to, to push your body pretty hard and, and uh, take advantage of the extra time you have to relax and put the feet up after a hard days of running. So don't overdo it. You don't want to put yourself in a hole and bang out 110-mile weeks when you're not ready for that. But at the same time, you know, if last summer you were doing 70 miles a week, last fall you are doing 65, 70 miles a week, um, Maybe now is the time to see if you could push it up to 80 miles a week or, or uh, you know, get some longer long runs in. It's definitely, or some faster runs too. You know, sometimes people do over the summer when there's not a lot of workouts going on, it's almost fun to push your body a little bit on some of your regular runs. Uh, get some of those midweek runs and, and push the pace a little bit, get a steady state going. 
um, because again, you have more time to recover, more time to put the feet up, and also you're not doing these intense workouts, you're not doing these intense races, which really beat your body up. Uh, all you have to worry about is just getting the miles and uh, gaining some fitness, some aerobic base. So, you know, this 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 little uh, conversation here is definitely geared more towards it, it, people who are students who are training for cross country. I, I feel like that's that's where I've been aiming this conversation towards. But um, you know, I think this applies to anybody. Generally, the summer is a time when they're are slightly less races uh, in, in the post-collegiate scene. If, you know, road races, post-collegiate track races, uh, for most levels anyway, uh, obviously the, at, the, at the highest level, there are some really big meets going on, the Diamond League, the Olympics, et cetera. Um, the, the track season goes all the way until late August or September. But uh, for most of us everyday folk, um, all we have to look forward to in the summer is some really, really hot, shorter road races, you know, 5Ks, maybe some 10Ks, some four milers. Uh, but other than that, you know, you don't really get the half marathons, the big marathons until the fall or the spring. Uh, th those, that's, so either way, the summer is usually about just kind of getting in the work, embracing the heat, surviving the heat, surviving the humidity, and uh, just, just kind of trying to build some fitness through that all because come the fall time when the weather cools off and there are more races there are bigger races to focus on that is when it'll all pay off all those summer miles all those hot steamy disgusting miles uh, th those are the ones that will pay off um, or that's when it will pay off so uh, yeah whether you're training for a fall cross-country season college high school or you're 30 years old and you're looking to run the Chicago Marathon in October or November or whenever it is, uh, then, then uh, either way, the summer is the time to get to it. And uh, I guess that brings me to some news about what's going on in my life and my running is that I am actually currently training for the Philadelphia Marathon in November. Let's go me. I'm excited. I'm really excited for this. This is going to be my first marathon, first marathon ever. And uh, yeah, I've always known that the marathon was going to be the distance for me. I've always been really good at long runs. I've always been really good at logging mileage. But, uh, you know, I've has, I, I, excuse me, I haven't always had the best luck with um, like the 5K, the track stuff. Um, I can't even call it luck. I just haven't totally figured it out on the track yet. I do still think I have potential to run fast on the track, but um, I do think that success in the longer distances on the road, the half marathon, the marathon, I think it'll come a little more naturally to me. And I'm excited to, to, to finally put that to the test. Um, so yeah, September 19th, I actually have the Philly distance run, which is a half marathon. That's going to be my first big test of the fall. Um, well, actually, it isn't even technically the fall yet, but that will be my first big race. And then uh, going to kind of regroup myself, maybe take a slight down week after that, and then really get the mileage up and the workouts up and rev the engine pretty, pretty hard for a few weeks in preparation for the Philadelphia Marathon on November 2021st. November 21st, 2021, that will be my first, my debut marathon. Um, so really excited about that. And 
Yeah, currently my training is kind of just building mileage very, very gently each week, uh, you know, increasing the volume of my workouts, uh, staying patient through the longer workouts, and uh, just getting the work. Uh, I, I really do like the endurance uh, specific training type workouts that, that are associated with marathon training. Um, for example, uh, next Friday, July 16th on my schedule, I have a workout that is, it's two by four miles. So I think it's a four mile tempo at 545 or 540 to 530 pace, I think. And then I think there's like a three minute jog and then another four mile tempo, 540 to 530 pace. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. I've always, those, those type of workouts have always been my strong suit. Always been my, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I gain a lot of fitness from those. I feel like I, I'm able to recover really well from those. And then, you know, I, I come back a week later and I'm feeling stronger than ever. So uh, I'm really excited for that one uh, in a little over a week. And uh, yeah, just, just some other workouts like that. I mean, today, today my workout was, it was supposed to be eight by three minutes on 75 seconds off at around 510 pace for the three minute ons. And uh, yeah, I, I failed that workout. This was my first failed workout of altitude. And like I said, I think it was just the weekend kind of caught up to me. Um, not the singer, <laughs> the, the past weekend that uh, the 4th of July weekend, I, I'm just feeling a little run down, a little crappy, uh, a little fatigued. And uh, yeah, stopped in the middle of rep number four, almost called it there, decided, you know what, I'm gonna just finish it out, get to six. And then yeah, I called it at six and uh, kind of disappointing, but it is what it is. Uh, I think it was smart that I called it there. I honestly probably could have called it at four and, and been done with it. Probably wouldn't have been better, but um, yeah, and I was gonna double today too, but uh, I decided to not not double, just, just to give my body some extra rest. I, I kind of did nothing today, honestly. And uh, yeah, just to let my body recuperate a little bit. Uh, you know, that's, that's the nice thing about being out here in Flagstaff. I don't really have a job right now. Uh, I, I am delivering DoorDash to make some extra money, but um, you know, if I'm not feeling up to it, I can kind of just uh, call it quits for the day and, and just relax. So that's what I did today, and uh, yeah, hopefully tomorrow I'm feeling a little better. Currently, I am feeling a little better. I almost did end up doubling today, but decided against it. Decided to just be patient, you know, preaching that patience thing again over and over again. So uh, yeah, let's see. What else could we talk about? Um, so racing during the summer. That uh, I think that's an interesting topic to talk about because, you know, for me during the summer. It always, uh, you know, when you're, when you're training for a fall season, a fall race, something, some big goal during the fall, the summer can be, it can feel so long. You know, I've only been here for a month and it feels like I've been here forever. I'm honestly, you know, itching to go home at this point. I'm itching to go back to New York. And uh, part of me even wants to leave early, but I, I want to stay, stay here the whole time. But uh, anyway, point being is that the summer kind of wears on. It kind of, just just you know when you're training throughout the summer it, it almost gets a little boring and uh you know come mid july august you, you you start getting that itch to race again 
Um, I know I, I always did and I always do. And, um, you know, and I think that it's definitely good to fulfill that desire to race if, if you really, really want to. Uh, but you have to keep in mind that, A, this August race, July race, or whatever you're looking to do, isn't the goal. That's not the be-all, end-all. The goal is the fall. Um, so B, don't train around it. Uh, you know, maybe take one or two days easy leading up to it. But you know, you don't want to take like a week or two of tapering up to this race. You want to just you know go into it, take a nice easy day before. Make sure you don't train like a maniac the week leading up to it, and uh, just give it your best shot. Have some fun. Get some competitive juices flowing. Uh, I always thought that a really good idea was to race a distance that you're not normally used to so uh on long island where i'm from uh Sayville, Sayville running company where i work every summer we would put on the Sable summer series and it was a four or five round series throughout the summer and the first three rounds were always 5ks and then the the last two rounds were four milers so I would always do the first round, the Keith Ninsel 5K, really fast course, really good competition every year, and uh, it was for a really good cause that, um, you know, Brendan Barrett, the owner of Sable Running Company, was is always the race director, and basically it's in memory of his good buddy Keith Ninsel, who ran for Sable High School, in in when he when he was in high school, and uh, yeah, the race is in honor of him, and it's always a good cause to run for, and always brings out some good competition, but uh, it is so early, it's like June. June 15th or something like that so really early in the summer if you're not uh, if you're just coming off some time off it's pretty hard to put pressure on yourself to perform well at that race um, but then you know come August I would always do the final round of the series the Sable Summerfest four miler and by this point I'm always getting into a bit of a better you know I'm in better shape by them I'm, it's it's middle of August so I'm definitely revving the engine pretty hard at that point really getting ready for cross country and uh, I have a lot of miles in my, under my belt at that point so uh, you know it I, I think that the four mile distance is a good distance to like not to put too much pressure on yourself uh, there's really no other circumstance when you would normally run a four mile race you know it, it, if you're in college you're usually gonna run either 5ks 8ks or 10ks if you're in high school, you're just gonna be doing 5Ks or maybe 4Ks. Um, but the you know the four mile is it, it's such a weird distance, a distance that you don't usually run that you don't really put a lot of pressure on yourself. So uh, it's I, I think it's a good distance to to do if you're looking for a summer race, looking to get that competitive competitive spirit out of you. But at the same time, if you have a bad race or you run a time that you're not totally happy with, uh, you know it's it's pretty hard to overthink it. You know, you can't, it's hard to compare to a 5k. It's hard to compare to an 8k. Uh, so at the end of the day, it just kind of is what it is. And, uh, at least you got to race and compete against other people and not so much against the clock. Cause again, you don't really know what the four mile distance is. Um, so yeah, uh, racing in the summer, it's, it's a lot of fun, but I think it's always to be done with a slight bit of caution. Um, and uh, yeah, one more thing I wanted to talk about today was doing strides in the summer. 
you know, I think that strides are so important. It's, it's one way for you to train your muscles how to turn over quickly. Um, and, I, and I really never understood when, like, when I was younger, I would hear the, oh, turnover, turnover. What, what does turnover mean? Like, are you, are you, how fast you can move your legs? Like, yeah, obviously. But what, like, what does that mean? Like, what are you doing to your muscles and your legs to make them turn over quickly by doing strides? And uh, basically what you're doing is you're creating a level of muscle tension. So having tight muscles, you know, at, at like a baseline knowledge, tight muscles sounds like a bad thing, but you do want your muscles to be a certain level of tightness. If, uh, you know, if you're only running regular mileage and you're doing a lot of stretching, um, your muscles basically get to a point where, you know, you may have heard the term where somebody says, oh, I, I feel flat today. Um, now, yeah, that's because your muscles are either too tired to react quickly or that you just don't have enough muscle tension. So when you hit the ground, you're not, you're, you're not, uh, you're not springing back as quickly because you don't have enough mu muscle tension. And basically, doing strides frequently keeps that muscle tension high without putting your, your legs under a lot of stress. You know, if you're doing six by 20 second strides and you get down to four or 15 mile pace for 20 seconds and then you kind of coast it in, that's enough. That's enough to keep that muscle tension high without really straining the muscles too much. And uh, some people are able to keep their you know leg speed pretty high by just doing strides uh, that that 432 mile i just ran on the roads last week that so my my mile pr is 427 on the track and uh yeah that that was an all-out effort and then uh, yeah i just ran 432 on the roads and it was definitely it was at 7,000 feet of elevation so uh and and the only speed work i've really done has been strides some days I'll do 10 second uphill strides. Some days I'll do 20 second regular strides. Some days I'll do 30 second strides with a slightly longer rest in between. But that's really, that's the only speed work I'm doing. And uh, I'm not really gaining any speed. I'm not like straining my muscles so much to run fast that uh, it's, it's taking a lot of recovery to, to gain fitness from those strides. Like I'm not gaining any speed from those strides. I'm just keeping a certain level of muscle tension. So I do think like that 420 to 430 mile pace is kind of my sweet spot. That's like my natural turnover speed. Um, so if I do strides often enough, I, I can kind of keep that, that uh, fitness for, for a mile um, for you know however, however long I'm training. So um, I, I think strides are really good to do throughout the summer. You know, you're not, you're not gonna be overtraining at all by doing them um, but at the same time you're not losing any speed by doing them and uh, I don't think I think a good amount of times to do them per week is two to three times a week some people do them every day some people do them once a week you know it depends on the person some people do get tired from doing strides uh, but at the same time I don't think you're really supposed to do them that hard um, yeah I don't know that's kind of all I'm going to talk about today kind of just rambling on and and seeing where the conversation about training takes me. 
Uh, in future episodes, I'm going to try to talk about a more specific topic. Um, I guess today's topic was summer training and uh, relating it to my current summer training at, at uh, Altitude in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, if you want to hear uh, any specific tips or tricks or whatever with, with about training, um, just leave a message on the Instagram page. Um, yeah, shoot me a message, whatever. If you want to hear something cool uh, on this podcast, just let me know. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not qualified in any way to, you know, coach anybody really. I don't have any like certifications, um, or any, I'm not like USATF certified or anything, but I do have almost 15 years of running experience, uh, in distance. I trial and error, lots of trial and error, you know, knowing the right people, asking the right questions, and uh, yeah, I just do think I have a knack for communicating training tactics and racing tactics in a uh, simple way that, that can just um, generally generate a lot of motivation and inspiration in uh, people's minds when it comes to training and racing. Um, I'm not sure if that sounds narcissistic in any way, but if it does, then whatever. <laughs> I'm here to talk about running. That's what this podcast is going to be about. Um, yeah, let me know. Let me know if you guys want to hear anything else. Um, that's all for today. Thank you.